Are you trying to start a podcast but are struggling with the process? Well, you're in the right place now. Contact one of us at Across the Board Sports and we can help you get started through Anchor. We're looking for more podcasters and the best place to do your show is on Anchor. It is the easiest way to distribute your podcast on all major platforms and it's the most user-friendly website. Contact us and let's begin. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. This is Across the Cavs. I'm your host, as always, Zach Weiss. This is Season 2, Episode 1. It has been a wild last couple of weeks for Cavs Nation. We got the whole lowdown for you on all the latest. We're going to get right to it, starting off with the new Aussie down under in the land, making things happen. That is Dante Exum. 28 points, 11 to 13 from the field, 4 of 4 from downtown, 3 boards, plus 7 net rating. He had quite the performance for the Cavs. You know, they didn't beat Minnesota. They were down by 25. They came all the way back. They took the lead in the fourth quarter on XM's second consecutive three. Playing with Darius Garland, Brandon Knight. Alfonso McKinney, who's no longer with the team, more on that later, and Ante Zizic. And Dante Exum basically just said, I know how good Jordan Clarkson is, but mate, I'm Dante Exum. 28 points, hitting shots left and right. What I lo- There were so many things to love about how he was scoring. The four threes. He was shooting confidently in the mid-range area, shooting a little deli-type floater. He was getting to the rim. You know, he's six foot six. He's got long strides. He can drive on his man and get inside. And he was doing it comfortably. Dante Exum is still only 24. He's not going to turn 25 for another six months. He is a young guy and could still yet be a piece of the Cavs' future. He went to high school in Canberra, Australia, at Lake Ginadera. And now, he's in the pros, showing what he can do. Never the best fit for Utah. He had a decent rookie year. And after that, everything just went downhill. Injuries, lack of a fit. But the way he just slashed to the rim, he was scoring all over the floor. He was commanding the ball and that offense. Kevin Love didn't play. Larry Nance Jr. didn't play. Tristan Thompson didn't play, and sadly, Kevin Porter Jr. suffered a knee injury in the game. None of that mattered. Cavs are down 25 XM says, all right, let's go. And he rallies the troops. Garland, Knight, McKinney, Zizic, all young guys. Brandon Knight's the oldest guy in that lineup at 28. McKinney not far behind him. And Dante took charge. It was only for Dante his sixth game as a Cavalier. His first time going over 20 minutes, taking more than seven shots, and it just all worked. He's had a couple of solid performances. He was decent in that win over Minnesota, didn't miss a shot against Boston, and it all led up to this. And you love to see Dante Exum pouring in 28 points. He's now averaging about 11 per game for his six games in Cleveland. Not going to forget that game. Tuned out for about a minute, came back, still down huge. Well, obviously, watched the rest. And Dante, what a thrill, what a show. Wow. And now, 
on those recent roster moves. Cavs say goodbye to Tyler Cook and Alfonso McKinney and say hello. Hello. It's Levi Randolph. He's now the second Alabama player to be a Cavalier. Colin Sexton, of course, played his year at Bama. Levi Randolph played four years at Bama. And we look back to his senior season in 2014-15. He averaged 15 points, five rebounds, nearly three assists. Had career highs across the board in baskets. Field goal attempts, minutes played, and he has been in the NBA before, not for long. He signed with the Celtics in August of 2015, got waived right before the start of the season, signed with the Cavs last September, waived before the season. This year, he actually had signed the Exhibit 10 contract, which could was eligible to be converted to a two-way in August. He was waived before the end of September, and he stayed with the Canton Charge, and with the Canton charge, Levi Randolph, has been solid this year. His three-point shooting was at a G League career low, just 37%. He's averaging 15, 5, and 3 assists. Almost identical numbers to his days at Bama. About a steal and a half. He's a good defender. And he was good. He's been good for the charge. Plays about 36 minutes a game for them. He's from Madison, Alabama. He just turned 27 in October. And he'll have, a, I think, I'll have a chance. You don't just sign a guy to a two-way contract in January after dropping a couple players to let him get G League time because he was already with the Canton Charge, of course, in the Cavaliers G League system. So this is likely. We've seen this before. The Cavs had signed guys to two-way contracts last year. I think Andrew Harrison had signed a two-way deal, and that's how he got his minutes. Jerron Blossom game was on a two-way contract. That's how he got most of his opportunities. Same goes for Jalen Jones. I like it. No, new face on the floor. A little different than Pat McCall. He only lasted three games after signing last winter in Cleveland. But I think he'll be cool. I think it'll be good to have Levi Randolph around. And, you know, it's a new face for the team. I think he'll get minutes tonight. I'll have more on that part later. And for Alfonso McKinney, we bid you adieu. He only averaged about three points, two rebounds, and about... 11 minutes a game. He did make 23 appearances for the land this season. It is too bad that he's gone. He's trying so hard to make a big dunk in that Minnesota game. He missed a few slams overall. And, you know, it happens. Nobody's perfect. It's nice to have the 27-year-old as a part of the Cavs. And they said they might bring him back if he clears waivers. But because Randolph's on a two-way contract, he does not take up a roster spot. So now, if you look at the Cavs, they do have an open spot to either sign someone else or give a player a 10-day contract. So I was actually hoping for. And Tyler Cook, who was not here for long this year, the 22-year-old played in six games. He managed to score 12 points overall, grabbed five rebounds. He had a steal, five of six from the field, and, a, and hit both his free throws. Good luck to Tyler Cook and his future endeavors. It's nice to have him around, but not really much of an NBA baller. So that is that. And we now move on to the next topic of the day. Is Kevin Love doing all right? And he did make the statement. He posted on Instagram after that game over the weekend that He's sorry for how he acted and that it was a little immature about certain situations. This was the game against OKC, which they lost by 15. OKC's been on fire. Philly beat them last night. But Kevin Love, you remember he threw that bullet pass to Jetty Osman. 
He wanted the ball from Sexton, didn't get it. So when he finally gets it, he just throws a bullet, doesn't even try. There were times when Sexton would go ISO and Kevin wasn't getting the ball. He was just throwing it up. And if you notice, in a lot, a large chunk of that game featured Kevin Love catching and just firing deep threes. They were going in, so no complaints. But not content to move the ball or get in rhythm. It's just not the Kevin Love we've come to know in Cleveland. Kevin is the only Cavalier over the age of 30 at 31. Look at his numbers for the year. He's averaging now 16 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 assists. He's shooting 38% from deep, only taking 12 shots a night. Does lead the team in free throw attempts. It's good that he's been healthy this year, whereas last year he was not. But it's tough to see, you know, he's not happy. And we know he's had the issues with mental health, and that's really tough to deal with. You know, DeMar DeRozan had that as well. He's become a tremendous advocate to those in the league and, of course, outside the league. So many times you're scrolling on Twitter and you'll see somebody hearing what love went through, giving them courage to continue their fight. And this struggles for Kevin. I mean, you think about it. You're a professional athlete. You lose every year that you're in Minnesota, five, five, six years. You come to Cleveland for four years. All four years, you're in the NBA Finals. You win a ring. You're in contention. Every game matters. You're the third option. And then one year, you're the second option on a team with the greatest player in the world. He leaves. You trade the other guy that's in front of you because you don't want to be there anymore. And you decide you want to stay. You want this to be your team. And Kevin does. He signs the extension. I, I was very excited when Kevin Love signed that deal to remain in Cleveland. But then, you know, you go through a losing season, 19 wins. Now you bring in a new coach, John Beeline, never coached in the pros. A lot of dis- There's been some disdain for him. Unfortunately, I think he's done a good job given the circumstance. They weren't expected to win that much. They'll get another high pick next year. But his, his voice is displeasures. Clearly not happy about the situation at hand. You got to be professional. Plain and simple. Yes, it's hard. You're not in a contender anymore. You have no chance of smelling the playoffs unless you get traded, which very well might happen in the next month. But be professional. It's great that he's apologized and he's acknowledged his mistakes. But it would be better if he didn't have to make them in the first place. And it's tough. It is. You know, Kevin Love has been a true professional his whole career. Never complained in his years in Minnesota. In Cleveland, the time he was the three seed, never. There were always rumors of him being traded. The Cavs are supposedly going to get Clay Thompson while he was there. Potentially going to get sent to Boston. Every year after his first season, he was on the market. Oh, were they going to trade love for this? And he never said anything. He was great. And now he does. He wants out. And it's maybe going about it the wrong way. So Kevin keeps sticking it out. A lot of Cavs fans have had different altering, altered feelings, I should say, on Kevin. You can see through tweets and media. The man is a tremendous basketball player, making a lot of money to do what he loves. And however long he's in Cleveland... We'll welcome him with open arms, and when he's gone, I'll come back. I'll give him a tremendous video tribute that will leave the crowd and Kevin himself in tears. He's had so many great moments with the land, and there are still more to come in the next month. Although this might be a hard month because injuries are taking their toll. Larry Nance Jr. is out another one to two weeks with a knee injury. Kevin Porter Jr. suffered a knee injury. He's out multiple weeks. 
He had just been starting to come into his own. He's averaging eight and a half points and three rebounds on the year. He's definitely going to be missed. So how do the Cavs replace these two guys? For starters, they're going to need Kevin Love to play a good amount because with McKinney gone now, there's no natural backup four. Unless Dean Wade enters the rotation, Jetty Osman's the only other option to power forward. That's it. Henson, Zizic, and Tristan, they're all centers. They can't play the four spot. That's not going to work for anybody. And so replacing Nance is very difficult. When Love plays, it's not too big an issue. He'll play 30 to 35 minutes. Osman can slide over to center for a few minutes. Or excuse me, to power forward. If you need to play Henson next to Thompson, you can, although it's really going to hinder your offense for what, those eight or nine possessions you have. Nance, the guy who can spread the floor. He can pass it tremendously. So much good that he can do. And he's definitely going to be missed. Hopefully it's, you know, I'll come back sooner than later. The 27-year-old has shown a lot of poise here in Cleveland. Began the year hot from three, had fallen off a bit, but doesn't matter. When he's on the court, he can protect the rim at times. He averages seven rebounds off the bench. He brings you energy and he brings you positivity. He'll throw down the alley-oop dunks, keeps everybody involved and excited. And for Kevin Porter, that's a little tough. He started two games, but for the most part, he has played shooting guard and small forward. The 19-year-old will likely be replaced by committee. The most likely scenario would be Dante Exum coming in now as the small forward. Delvadova is likely to continue to get those immediate minutes off the bench in the first quarter for Garland, although in the Minnesota game, he only played the first quarter, and that was really it. He comes in for Garland about five minutes in, or plays with Sexton, runs point. Doesn't play too much else besides that. Delhi's averaging career-low numbers across the board. He's averaging about three assists, though, on a team that doesn't get too many of them. He is shooting 95.5% at the foul line, an area that he does thrive in. But nevertheless, we take a look, and it's not easy. McKinney gone. You expect Levi Randolph to probably come in and get a few of these minutes that Porter would have. Brandon Knight might slide into the, into the rotation for a bit. Now, John Beeline manages to start his minutes pretty well. No one averages more than 31. Thompson leading the team in minutes played on average with Sexton not far behind and Love, Garland, Osman. Now, Jordan Clarkson's not here anymore, obviously, with his 15 points a game. Exum showed that he can do just fine while also passing the ball while getting all of his points. Clarkson thriving in Utah. We'll see what it ends up doing. Both guys can be replaced. I mean, you have to. The show goes on. But certainly not the easiest thing to come in and replace guys that play such a key role in the organization's success. So they'll manage. But both guys, their athletic ability and their positivity creating for others like themselves will be missed. And we look to the week ahead for the Cavaliers. They've got three games. They've got Detroit twice. Tonight at home. And then the next game on the road. And then they got Denver. So we look to tonight. Last time we made a prediction, I made the prediction Cavs beat the Pistons. Did not go too well for me or the team. Pistons won the game. By 35. 
So, look at the injury report first for the Pistons. Reggie Jackson is pretty close to coming back, although he doesn't have a date yet. He won't play tonight. Luke Kennard is still out with a knee injury. Markeith Morris is out with a foot injury. Kyrie Thomas, yet to make his debut, remains out. And Blake Griffin, his season might be over. He is just a terrible campaign. Blake averaged 15.5 points. Just five baskets a game, five rebounds, three assists. Griffin, for the Pistons last season, averaged 24.5 points, which was a career high, seven and a half rebounds, five and a half assists, about a steal. He shot 36% from three, which is a career high since he really started throwing them up. It was just a lost season for Blake. He rebounded much better in his Clipper days, especially the earlier Clipper days. His rebounding total has never been as high as it was in his rookie year in which he made an all-star team. But, you know, we look at Blake. He's a shell of his former self. He's been a great player in his prime, six-time all-star, five-time all-NBA. You know, he's also he's a funny guy. He's, got, he's a comedian for Comedy Central. He was the rookie of the year, of course. All-rookie team. He's not walking through that door. So what does Detroit have? They still have Andre Drummond, who is crushing it on the boards. He's averaging 17 points, 2 blocks, and 16 rebounds. He is the clear star. Luke Kennard was averaging 16 while healthy. And then they got Derrick Rose off the bench, averaging 17 points and 6 assists a game he just accepted. An invite to the skills challenge of Svi Mikhailik finally getting minutes again. He's scoring seven points, shooting 43% from three. Tony Snell shooting 43% from three. Langston Galloway is shooting 40% from three. Bruce Brown, second-year man, is averaging nine points, five rebounds, and four assists, playing a lot of point guard, and he's been good. He's been a good piece for them this season. And, you know, they got Tim Frazier, doesn't play a lot, but it's solid. The rookie, Saku Dumbaya, showing that he can shoot the three and protect the rim last couple of games. Thon Makers had a real down season for Detroit. He find, he's still finding his way into the rotation. Actually, correction on Kyrie Thomas. He played two games early in the season before he got home. And they got shooters all across the board. Keys for the Cavs are simple. Limit the penetration of Derrick Rose. Watch the three-point shot and double-team Drummond on the boards. Make sure you get two guys to him every time. That might not even work. But if you can get contact with Drummond and force him into foul trouble, the guys they put in his place will be nowhere nearly as talented. So that is honestly the best case scenario. So watch out for Christian Wood. He's only averaging 17 minutes, but he gets 10 points and five boards a game. He can shoot the three. It's no surprise. He's a G League player of the year a couple seasons ago. And they're utilizing him well. He made the roster ahead of Joe Johnson. Even with all the bigs they have, he's tough. So I'm going to predict the Cavs will split their two games with Detroit over the next couple of days. A win at home today, maybe a loss on the road. And the Denver game, that is going to be a bit tough. They're 25-11. and 11. They got Michael Porter Jr. starting to finally break out. They're 12th. In the league in two-point percentage and field goal percentage. They're fourth in assists. They're sixth in fewest turnovers. Third in points allowed. They do a lot well. Nikola Jokic just scored 47 against the Hawks. He's averaging 19, 10, and 6 for the year. Jamal Murray's averaging 18, 4, and 5. Will Barnes averaging 15, 7, and 4. 
Jeremy Grant off the bench, averaging about 10 points. Malik Beasley, Torrey Craig, Wancho Hernan Gomez all going in and out of the lineup throughout this year as Michael Porter continues to thrive and find more minutes. We'll see how that end of the bench ends up performing. And you do have some guys at the end of the bench, younger guys not playing much, and rookie Vlatko Kenkar and Jared Vanderbilt, they have former OKC Thunderman, P.J. Dozier on a two-way contract. Might not get to see Bowl Bowl this year, but probably next season. Mason Plumlee's been good off the bench. The only thing they lack, really, is rim protection, but they can defend just fine. They have plenty of guys to insert into the lineup. Denver does struggle with the three. They're 25th in makes, 26th in attempts, and 21st in percentage. They shoot 35% from the floor, making about 10 out of 29 per game. If you can make Denver have to make threes, and you can have effective possessions, you do have an outside chance of getting the win. The Pistons road game is going to kick off a long road trip for the Cavs. They'll have six games away from home. Detroit, Denver, they have the trip to L.A. with the Lakers and Clippers. Then they have Memphis and Chicago. Two back-to-backs for them, so hopefully they're able to handle it. Probably won't see Kevin Love in two of those games, should he still be here. You got winnable games at Memphis and at who you beat last time, and at Chicago, we'll see what ends up ultimately happening for the Cavs. But, you know, good things are ahead. Good things are definitely ahead. And we look ahead. What's next for us here and myself with Across the Cavs? Stay tuned, folks, as an interview with John Michael should be happening in the next week or two. We've been in touch. Just got to find the date. Should take place some point during the road trip. We'll have the content up. Look forward to it. Also hopping on the Cleveland For You podcast this evening. Talk about Colin Sexton and the Cavs. Should be a good time. But that'll do it here for this edition. I'm Zach Weiss, and I will see y'all next time. Take care. Be the fight. Get that W against Detroit.